Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. So yeah, we're on this topic uh, just now on, on love, and what an incredible, incredible topic. We could probably preach on love for the, next, the rest of the year, because it is exactly like how um, Jilly, Jilly said at the start of the message, uh, at the start of the worship, how, how, how high, how wide, how deep is this thing called love? So I had this, I was, I was thinking, and I'm, the way I see love, it's this ancient, this, this holy, this mysterious, this profound energy that's been pulsating through the universe um, for as long as, as mankind remember. It, it brought uh, man and woman together. It, it, it enabled mothers to raise child. This energy, this force has been in the universe and it's, it's, it's keeping us together. <laughs> Could you imagine a universe without love? Um, it's just here, it's moving, it's powerful, it's this raw energy. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. And for, for centuries, the greatest um, psychologists, uh, the greatest poets, the greatest uh, artists, you know, theologians, philosophers, they've all marveled at this energy, this force that is present in the universe, this thing called love. People have been baffled by it. They d- people understand it, people don't understand it. Just when you think you've, you've lost yourself in it, then all of a sudden you find yourself in it. Love is profound, it's incredible, it is everything. Andrew's second to third favourite band um, have a great album called Love. And there's a song on it which, said, which the title is called Love Is Everything. Love is everything. It's beautiful. Um, so what is love? You know, where does it come from? What's it all about? What's the deal with love? And I imagined myself talking to a Martian from Planet No Love, trying to explain myself to... Um, the Martian from Planet No Love. And you can imagine the conversation that would happen. I, like, it's, it's a similar conversation that we might have with other people, but you can imagine a Martian from Planet No Love saying, um, so what exactly is love? Or he probably says it more like, what exactly is love? <laughs> and you'd say, uh, well... It's kind of hard to explain. And then he'd be like, well, can you see it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm one-eighth. Thanks, Mum, I'm one-eighth. So you, there might be. Anyway, can you see it? And then you'd say, well, not really. But you can see its effect on people and, and how it moves people to do things, and he'd be like, 
but can you actually see it, the essence of it? And you, you have to be caught there going, oh, well, not really. Not really. You can't actually see it. Um, how do you know it actually exists? And then you go like, because I feel it deep in my chest. How, how else can you explain it? You can't see it. You can't touch it. But it's there. And everyone can feel it. Everyone's had moments where they felt loved. Everyone. And that little conversation between Martian from Planet No Love and myself has this familiar ring to it because you could so easily imagine us having that conversation with an atheist that flat out doesn't believe in God and, and would say, well, how do you know God is real? Uh, can you see him? No. Or, and the, the, the answers are kind of similar. And what we find is there's this crazy uh, relationship, this link between love and God. There's this connection there between God and love, and they share a lot of similarities. Um, let's turn, could everyone turn with me, please, to 1 John 4. We'll go to 1 John 4, we'll start at verse 7, and we'll move through to 12. This passage of Scripture is phenomenal and could be preached on for a very, very long time, but we're going to try and wrap through it because... Um, it's Mother's Day, and we've got cool things to do with our mums. We've probably got some baked dinners going on and stuff, so let's get into this. This is kind of like um, the greatest hits of, of the gospel, John. In all, it's all gets the greatest hits. It's all just put into there in 1 John 4, 7 to 12. I'm going to read it out. It says, <clears throat> Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. What a profound passage of scripture. There's so many things we can dig out of that. And straight up, when we're, when we're thinking about love, it's very important for us to know its origins. And in verse 7, we find it point blank. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Straight away, we see where the origin of this love is, this energy that I'm speaking about, this, this force that's been moving throughout uh, Earth's history. This force comes from God. It is a gift of God. It's, it's, it's been given to this planet for us to tap into, for it to flow through us. This, this, this force, this energy of love comes from God. 
comes from God. Sometimes we think, you know, if we think really simply, it's like, yeah, I love you and, and God loves me and, and this, but where did love actually come from? You know what I mean? Oh, I've just always thought that it's a human thing that we just love. But it's actually been a gift from God right from the very beginning, and it's here because he, he created it, love. It's a part of him. Um, verse 8, whoever does not love does not know God because, and this is one of the most profound three words I've ever read and it baffled me for so long. And in this chapter, it mentions that twice. And when people do that, when they mention the same thing more than once, there's usually a real strong emphasis on this. There's a meaning behind it. They want to get across. And it says, because God is love. And now that statement has baffled me. Or when we were in Queensland, I was just hung up on them thinking, God is love. What does that mean? What exactly does that mean? And I, I, it, to me, if you just read it simply like that, without knowing the full uh, context of the meaning behind it and what the writer's intent was to show, it, it's sometimes easy, and I think this gets misinterpreted a few times, God is love, and everyone that's out there that's not a Christian that hears that go, yeah, love, love is God, and, and love is just, a, it's, it's God moving. But it's not saying that love is God. That's what it's not saying. It's saying that God is love. So just because love's out there, that's not God. Love is not God. God is love. Okay? And let me read this, and I want us to really listen to this and take this in to what it means, okay? God is love. This means so much more than God is loving or that God sometimes loves. It means that he loves, not because he finds objects worthy of his love, but because it is his nature to love. His love for us depends not on what we are, but on what he is. He loves because that is simply the way he is. God is love. <laughs> it's it's not that he chooses to love us. He's, he's not seeking objects worthy of his love. He can't help it. It's his nature. God is love. So there's an unending supply of love. It can never end because that is God. God is love. And God loves. End of story. We can all go home. Let's go. God is love. Verse 9, we've, we've, we've had a look at verse 7, we've had a look at verse 8. Let's have a look at verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Um, could we just move it on to verse 10, please? This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I'm just going to read it again. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is love. This is love. God loves us 
He loves us. He loves us. He loves you. He actually loves every single person on the planet. It's true, isn't it? Sometimes we forget about that, but he actually does. He can't, he can't not. <laughs> it's impossible. Some people say, you know, nothing's impossible for God. Well, I know of a few things, and, and one of them is it's impossible for him not to love everyone incredible and if you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with God and you haven't experienced this love that comes from God then I would love to give you an opportunity to connect with God after the service we're gonna if you want we can come together we can have a bit of a prayer and get connected to God love it because love this love that we're talking of is to be experienced it's not to be known it's, it's to, it is to be known, but it, more than that, is to be, it is to be experienced. It is to be experienced. Um, in verse 9, uh, it talks about the reason God sent his son into the world was that we might live through him. Because ultimately, life in its fullest sense comes through Christ alone. A lot of people think they're living life to the full when they're jumping off a cliff and, and um, wingsuiting down. Life is lived to its absolute fullness when it's done in Christ. And here's the reason why. Because he created you to be in relationship with him and to experience his love. If we're not experiencing the love of God, which is what you were created for, see, God created us no one by chance, no one by mistake, intent was put into every part of who you are and his desire is to love you from here to eternity forevermore that's the whole point and we are never going to experience the fullness of life which this scripture talks about unless we are experiencing this love that comes from god uh John 10.10 10 says that Jesus came that he, he, would give, he may give life and life to the full. So again, that's, that's one of the parts of John's greatest hits that's been redone and remastered into 1 John. It's this resounding thought that life and its fullness hinges on the love of God and experience it. The real meaning of love and the real source of life are found exclusively through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's, it, it says so specifically, it says, um, oh, we're going back. Hang on, I'll just get it on here. It's, it's heaps easier for me to read. Um, talking about, this is how God showed his love among us. This is, see, when Jesus came to do this profound work on the cross, this act was all to do with love, was all to do with love. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him so that we could experience his love. See, there was a time when in everyone's life where we're not connected to God and we lack this experience of, of, of love, true, pure love. And what happens is we find ourselves looking for it in other areas and we do a good job at making a substitute for it, but there, nothing can actually substitute the real love of God. There is no substitute. There is no substitute. And so God does this thing 
where he sends his son, the reason why he did it was so that everyone could experience it because everyone has dropped the ball at some uh, stage in their life. We've all played a part to the disruption of, of peace on earth, haven't we? I think we can all acknowledge that in our life, at some stage, we have all played a part in disrupting perfect peace on planet earth through selfishness, through whatever. And, and those moments in time when we, we do this, it, it creates a void between us and the love of God and it needs to be reconnected. And the only way that can be is through accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because Jesus took all of our wrongs that we've done. The reason why he did this is because he loves us and he just wants to, us to experience this love. Then he, but he realized that there's this void. So what he did was take all of that stuff, all of, the, all of our mistakes, all of our shame, and dealt with it once and for all when he died on the cross. He died, he rose again, conquered life and death, and gave us this new beginning, this new fresh connection where um, all of our past transgressions, all the things that we've done in the past that's wrong, all the things that we'll do in the future that's wrong, it's all been paid for, it's all good. Why? Because God loves us. That's what he is. It's who he is. It's, it's what drives him. It's incredible. It's incredible. And when we meditate on this, as we're going through this, this month of love, let's seriously make time to explore it. Like Jilly was saying, it's, it's, it's high, it's deep, it's wide. It's something to be explored because the, the apostle's talking about, I want you to know this love. I want you to know this love. And for us to know this love, we've got to explore it. We've got to be open to it. And one of the biggest things I find that um, stops people from receiving uh, the love that I'm speaking of is that they don't open up to it. God is here. This love is, is here. It's this energy. It's been moving through the universe for forever. And all we have to do is just be open to it just a little bit. Just try it sometime. Sometimes we're at work and we get so focused on the job and we, we miss, you know, these moments where if we would just stay open, we'd be blown away by the love of God. It's to be experienced. And that is where we find true life. So now we know where love comes from. We know what it is. We know what, how God felt about us. And we know what he's done through his love. It's the best thing ever. It's the best story. Now we can have relationship. We can experience this love, which gives us the fullness of life. We can love God back in this pure way. It's amazing. It's great. Love saved the day. And here we are. But the end of the passage, um, there's sort of like a a little, um, what do you call it? A disclosure? Yeah, disclaimer. Sorry, disclosure. Disclaimer. Thank you, Pastor Phil. Um, so yeah, now that we know all this, we know of great, God's great love and we've received it. There are consequences and responsibilities because of this. And verse 11 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I'll just read that again. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Profound. 
There seems to be some sort of divine transaction when we choose to love others. Don't you reckon? When you, when you think that, especially when we read verse 12, so when we choose to love others, we have access, I believe, to this ancient, sacred, powerful energy that's flowing through the universe called love. When we choose to love others, all of a sudden that comes into us and we, are, and, and, and we move it on. We pass that on. It's phenomenal because a lot of people, when we think, when we, it's actually a command. There's no, it's not like, oh, if you feel like it. No, it's a command. We have to do this, right? And a lot of people freak out. Oh, I can't love everyone because I hate people or I, I, they annoy me. They do this. But the, the, the whole point is, and if we dissect this scripture, what we actually see is, is that we're not doing any out of our own strength. We're tapping into this love in, that's here, present in the universe, because it's a gift from God, and God wants to move through us with that, right? What we find is that the wellspring that this love is coming from is not our own, it's from God. So we're tapping into the wellspring of the love of God to love others. It's profound, because... Let's, let's, just, let's just keep reading. So when we choose to love others, we have access to this ancient sacred, powerful love of God, and it is from that wellspring that we have the capacity to love others. So as we continue to allow ourselves to be changed by God's love, right, like God, it begins to become our nature to love others, right? So this great love is is not just to be experienced. What it actually does when we stay open to it, it actually changes us. It makes us change and makes us more like God. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves, oh, that person used to annoy me. Now you can't help but love them. Now I've got all this imagery I need to erase again. War. We're making war. Make special note of what it says in verse 12. If I can have it up there, yeah, great. His love is made complete in us when. Some people think that God's love is made complete in us when we receive God as our, at Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's true to a point. We have received God's love and that's all we need, but it's not made complete until we love one another. No... If we love one another, then, I should say then, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So if you want to experience the completeness of the love of God, you've got to give it away. Because if you don't, you'll never experience the fullness of life. And so now, if I could get um, Lisa to come up. Wow, I nailed that. I got it. I skipped things, changed things, got it all together to get it done on time. Can someone give me a clap for getting it done on time? I feel the love. I feel the love. I feel the love. I didn't know how I was going to get it done in time, but I did. Um, So I felt that love. I would like us all to stand up now because I want you guys to feel some love right now. God's love, see, we were created to experience it. And if you're here and you never have, 
then I want you to experience it just now. If you're here and that you, you have experienced it before, but maybe you're not experiencing it at the moment or this week was crazy or whatever, now we have a moment in time where we can actually open ourselves up to experience this great love. We can actually experience this great love. I'm just going to say a prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, God, that you are love. And thank you that, Lord, this great love that you have for us has been through, you know, just pulsating throughout this universe forever. And Lord God, I thank you that we get to experience it. Lord God, thank you that in your love we find the completeness of life. Thank you, Father God, that when we receive you and when we choose to to give your love away, Lord God, we are made complete. Father God, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. I pray that we would continue to be mindful of of your great love. Be continually mindful that we can tap into the wellspring of your love at any time. We don't have to try and muster up our own love. But Lord, this love, this great love is there constantly. God, you can never stop loving us. There's this, sometimes we feel in life through circumstances that God's pulled away his love. That's not true. God's love is forever there. It's forever chasing you down. It's forever hunting you. It's forever on your tail. He, God loves. He cannot do anything else but love you. He cannot do anything else. He can't because he is love. Thank you, Father God. Lord God, I pray for everyone here. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith.